Switzerland, famously neutral even in 1911, was a haven for high-ranking members of the VSR's criminal underworld, to the point that Swiss holiday had become an idiom in Valorian German for any situation that required one to lay low and avoid trouble. This was especially true of Maxime Moretz, whose sister Helga was married to a Swiss politician and had been living in Lucerne for the past 15 years. Whenever Moretz needed to take a Swiss holiday, which according to some was quite often, he was known to do so in his brother-in-law's summer home. While there, an associate took control of the pawn shop and other businesses in Hunderkopf, while Moretz quietly maintained control of his criminal empire via the use of go-betweens, telephone calls and, of course, Hey, here, got any correspondences for us, Nikia? The Postal Service. Oh, do I ever. It's been building up for months, and I was starting to think you'd all died. What took you so long? Too much to go into, Nikita. Far, far too much. I did finally get a chance to try that lentil recipe you gave me, though. Oh, did ya? That's fantastic. Anyway, here's your mail. Thank you. Aye, aye, here, let me see. Right, what we got here? Uh, what about this? Please respond by July 16th. Mm, nah. Mail order catalog. Mm, time sensitive job. Respond by August the 4th. This one's from Coletto Landlady. Radiator broken. Stop. Could use the help of those handsome boys to fix it. Stop. <laughs> and then there's a little winking face made with a semicolon and a closed bracket. Oh, I love her. Nanette loves those little punctuation faces. She's so funny. What's that one? Ooh, a printed invitation. What's it say? Eisenhower and Tellus for Winterlich, you are both cordially invited to the 13th birthday of Master Dieter Fellman at the request of his uncle John Fellman. Plus ones are allowed and encouraged. Hey, stop the bus, John Fellman. That's one of Moretz's aliases. Is, is, is it postmarked from Switzerland? Yes. That's Moretz. Aha! And 13th birthday is code for... His nephew's 13th birthday. He actually does have a Swiss nephew named Dieter. Who has a birthday in September. Oh, that's this week, isn't it? Unfortunately. No, no, we can't go. We can't. I am not dragging myself all the way to Switzerland for the guy who left me for dead on the roof of the FKA. Not happening. You were at the FKA? Thought you were just in the usual prison. Aye, well, not for the whole time, just the first month. Nikita... We don't happen to have any more important missives, do we? Nope. Oh, oh, come on, there's got to be something. Like other jobs, court summons. I'd even take a sick relative at this point. Nah, sorry boys, that was everything in your box. Thank you so much either way, Nikita. Give our love to your sons, darling. A la prochaine. Honestly, I'm in two minds on this. Seriously, on the one hand, we've been out of commission since June and we really need the work. But on the other hand, I don't trust Moretz as far as I can throw him. And I can't throw him far, I'll tell you that for free. Can we let him assume we're dead? I understand that you have your grievances with Mr. Moretz, Eisen, but I don't think we're in a place where we can afford to get on his bad side. Well, my love, I'm sorry to tell you this, but I think I'm already on his bad side. You know how I've been walking with a limp lately? That's his fault. Oh, not directly. You weren't there. Be that as it may, 
I'm on the side of attending. If we don't make up with Moritz, we are as good as unemployed. Need I remind you, we need to recoup the loss of a large portion of our merchandise. We owe Gottlieb 600 marks that we don't have, and we completely botched our last job. I'm on the side of avoiding. I am not going to some kid's birthday whether we're getting paid or not. I can't stand children. Why? They're like wolves. They can pick out the most vulnerable person in a group from a distance of a hundred paces. They can look at an adult and tell if they were bullied in school and they can tell what they were bullied for and if given the chance, they will use that knowledge for evil. And what exactly were you bullied for? As if I'd tell you. After a great deal of arguing, Telus Four managed to talk the others around to his way of seeing things. The exact argument he used has been lost to time, but one can only assume it involved bribery of some sort. He'd love to do a shite on his head, but ugh, I'm not that inhumane. Eyes in ire. The Fellman estate itself was a lavish property that had been in the family for at least a century, though it had been recently renovated in the contemporary Art Nouveau style with a generous courtyard for entertaining. When Aya, Winterlich, and Geis arrived there, the courtyard was decorated with purple and black ribbons, along with copious floral arrangements. I thought this was a 13-year-old's party. Everyone here looks older than you, I <laughs> Watch it. Well, she's right. That's Johan the Butcher, Red Boris, and, oh, there's the Abacus. I believe we know most of these men. They're all Moritz's business associates. Well, at least they're adults. I find that comforting. I don't. We owe most of these delinquents money. We'll take the first opportunity to leave, don't worry. Though, the hors d'oeuvres do look nice. Ooh, are those zucchini flowers? Don't mind if I do. And you, sir, miss? Oh, uh, all right. I guess I'll try one too. Oh. Can I also tempt you with some steak tartare? Um, no, no thanks. It looks slimy. I'll pass. I'll take some, thank you. <sighs> Hello, Iyer and Winterlich. And woman. Uh, my uncle instructed me to greet you individually, so thank you for coming. Hello, Dieter. Thank you for inviting us. Oh, the pleasure is all Uncle Max's. Oh, and Winterlich! I'd like to thank you in advance for not standing in front of me in the queue for cake. I see you haven't lost your sense of humor. <laughs> You're a target-rich environment. That dress is very nice. The purple really accentuates your graying, corpse-like complexion. I am not corpse-like. I'm a winter. Oh, is that the season when you died? Now I can see why you don't have any friends your own age. I have more than you do, considering the members of my cohort aren't all on display at the mummy exhibit. For the record, I'm not above hitting a child, just so you know. Oh, yeah? 
try doing that in earshot of my uncle and see what happens. Do you see what I mean about kids? Dieter, my boy. I hope you're not antagonizing our guests too much. Gentlemen, so good of you to make it. I trust you found the drive south to be pleasant? Aye, grand, though I have to say I am lucky I've got Winterlich to do all my driving for me since I've been experiencing uh, leg pain as of late. That's a real shame, but what do you want me to do about it? And who is this lovely creature you brought with you? I think we may have seen each other in passing during our last little disagreement, but we weren't ever properly introduced. <sighs> this is Colette, guys. Colette, Moret, Moret, Colette. How do you do? Enchanté. Took you long enough to find a girl, eh, Ayer? You did all right for yourself, all things considering. Aye, I sure did. And believe me, she's one in a million. No plus one for you, Winterlich? I'm afraid not. Hard to believe that. I've always assumed you have to beat the ladies off with a stick when you leave the house. I guess I just have unrealistic standards. Anyway, here's a gift we brought for your boy. Thank you. Really, just add it to the gift pile. Dieter, say thank you. Oh, thanks. Oh, I love it. Dieter here means the world to me, you know. He's going to take over my shop one day, as well as all my other business ventures. Yep, I'll be paying all your bills. He's a novice mentalist as well. I finally talked Helga and Dominic into letting me take him back to Valor so he can enroll at Providence. Well, thirteen's very young to start at a major's college, isn't it? Aye, I didn't start at Grasshoff until I was at least, what, seventeen? They'll accept as young as ten if they see promise. And Dieter's already got quite a natural talent. Don't you, Dieter? Yeah, I'm studying the Svengali technique. I just learned the power of compulsion. I made my governess jump out a window. <laughs> All right, sport. Remember what I told you about self-incrimination? Yes, sir. Once he has a few years of formal study under his belt, he'll be controlling minds with the best of them. Yes, he's got a lot of potential. But still a lot to learn as well. Well, we wish you the best in all your future endeavors, Dieter. You're not leaving already, are you? Ah! Uh... No, of course not. We'll stick around for cake and a few games at least. I just thought we could... Mingle a bit. Let Dieter go enjoy his party. Oh, aye, aye. Well, what he said. Good, good. While I've got you here, I think I might have another job for you. We can discuss particulars over a cigar and a brandy in my brother-in-law's office. Of course. Oh, for fuck's sake. Well, shite. Now we have to stay. You do, at least. Cigars and brandy sounds pretty men-only. What am I supposed to do while you're doing that? Oh, I don't know. Go charm all the wives and girlfriends with your sparkling wit. Ha ha, very funny. I mean it. I feel like if I talk to the wrong people here, I'll end up 300 marks in debt and missing one of my hands or something. Well, I suppose you can just circle around looking mysterious and wait for people to approach you. Remember to blink, though. All right, everybody. Time to cut the cake. Gather round, gather round. How about a song for the man of the hour? Everyone, one, two, three, you are getting older, no longer a babe, stretching like a string bean, growing towards Uncle the- Uncle Max, can you please not sing? Come on, sport, it's your birthday. Yeah, well, that song is corny and I hate it. Just let me cut the damn cake already. Don't you take that tone with- I said no! 
All right, D-Dog, go ahead and cut the cake. The cake was provided to Moretz and his family by Crystal City's world-famous Zucca Fantasy Patisserie, pioneers in the burgeoning field of culinary artifice. At the request of the birthday boy, the cake had been baked into the shape of an eagle with a fondant beak and buttercream feathers. I'm getting the wing! Everyone took a slice, marvelling at the audacious spectacle of it, then set about mingling and making the kind of bland conversation that one normally makes at functions with work colleagues. Well, now he's just shown off with that animated cake. I mean, come on, it's a kid's birthday, not a bloody mm. coronation. Oh, it's delicious cake, though. Ach, to be fair, that it is. Here. <laughs> you know what I was thinking when Moret said Dieter's studying mentalism? What? When they do the induction ritual for mentalists, they slice you on the tongue, not the hand. Oh, really? <laughs> Aye, I bet his parents are thinking, Oh, finally, someone's found a way to shut the wee bastard up for a week or two. <laughs> oh, you're terrible. Here, I'm just thinking, how alive is that cake, do you think? I mean, do you think it, it really feels getting sliced up? I think it doesn't bear thinking about. Hmm. Hmm. Aya, Winterlich, a word in private? It's a wee bit early in the afternoon for cigars and brandy in the office, don't you think? Don't keep insulting my intelligence. I know neither of you want to be here. But since I don't know when I'll be back in the VSR, I figure we ought to cut to the chase as soon as possible and get you squared away with some new contracts. All right? The least I could do after leaving you behind last time. I appreciate the honesty. Then please, join me indoors. Where's Colette? She'll be fine. She's with Helga and all the other women. Now, gentlemen, I don't want to have to ask again. And why is little Lord Fontoroy following us? Go take a long walk off a short pier. I told you he's taking over my business someday. He's got to learn the ropes. Yeah, just don't pay me any attention. Meanwhile, Colette awkwardly sipped her punch and stared vacantly into space while mingling with Moretz's sister and the party guests' various wives and girlfriends. So, Heinz has stopped breathing at this point, and the police are outside, and I'm thinking, God, am I going to have to organize another funeral in the same month? Oh, it's exhausting. Well, see, the problem is that you keep inviting Pia's sister to these things, and you know how both of them get with a few pints in them. Little family has problems. Don't be like that. You know why they have problems. He was in the Boer War. Oh, boo-hoo, Helga. Lots of people were in that war. So true. <laughs> Lots of people died. In that war. <clears throat> I was thinking for carnival season, my costume is going to be Fruits of the Sea. Like a blue dress that looks like waves, with decorations that look like crabs and shrimp and oyster shells and stuff and a pearl necklace, and maybe the hat could have hydroweed on it so it looks like an octopus. I don't know if I'm going to get invited to any parties, but I like dressing up anyway, just in case. I've just noticed that you haven't blinked in a really long time. Is that normal? Yeah, it's part of why I need the glasses. 
<laughs> oh, you are too much. So, Colette, which one of them is yours? Mine? As in... Well, you showed up here with Iyer and Winterlich. Which one's your date? Oh! Uh... Iyer? Really? How very exotic. I mean, not really in the grand scheme of things. He was born on Earth. Winterlich wasn't. Colette! Ah, speak of the devil. Hi, Telesphore. Excuse me, ladies. I'm going to steal her away for a moment. Eisen and I have been challenged to a friendly round of Bolvash, and we need a third man for our team. Sounds fun! Great talking to all of you! I'm glad you agreed to join us, because it was either you or Fritz the Blade, and I know for a fact that he's terrible at this game. Ugh, I would have taken any excuse to leave Tell. I was dying over there. I've got nothing in common with these women. How'd it go with Moretz? About as well as it usually does. Though for some reason I can't quite remember what we talked about. Neither can I know that you mention it. How much brandy did he give you guys? Oh, too much, evidently. Bolvash, more commonly known in English as Valorian Field Hockey, is a game that is extremely popular at garden parties, outdoor festivals, and university campuses in the Republic. The popular form of the game came about in 1804, when the Dairy Farmers Guild went on a countrywide strike that ended up lasting for nearly three years. Long stretches of the period were spent negotiating with the king's representatives, during which time the farmers not directly involved in the meetings had little to do but hit potatoes back and forth with broom handles. Over time, the rules became more complex and the equipment became more specialised. The Bolvash staff, which somewhat resembles a lacrosse net on one end and a hockey stick on the other, also doubled quite nicely as a weapon that could be used to beat strike-breaking police into submission. All right, we're going by college rules. Three against three, two points for hitting the markers on each corner of the square, four if you can hit the milk jug, six if you can get the ball inside the jug. Extra points awarded for how far away you can hit it from. No contact, of course, since there is a lady present. Who's on your team? Oh, I'm not playing. My sporting days are well behind me. I'm merely acting as referee. Dita, have you chosen your teammates? Red Boris and, uh, Clover. Hell yeah. Up top, little man. Just take your corner. Don't touch me. Oh, come on. You can't. Oh, why not? It's my birthday. Aye, but having him on your team is basically cheating. You've got a neighbor on your team. How is that not also cheating? Gilbert Madchen, Clover to his friends, was a notorious card shark in the Hunderkopf underworld. He was what Valorians referred to as Elfenblut, the child of a human father and a mother from the care site. He stood about six feet and four inches tall, with glowing green eyes, and though he didn't have the same reality-altering abilities as a full-blooded good neighbor, he did have a slight passive effect on his surroundings, particularly when it came to probability. Contemporary anecdotal evidence suggests that he always had exact change, his toast never landed butterside down, and it never rained when he had washing on the line. You're not afraid of a little friendly competition, are you? It's barely a competition! Do you have so little faith in my ability, Ayer? Oh, no, of course not. You could beat him one-on-one knee contest, but I'm wearing a leg brace. 
and I once saw Colette slap her own glasses off to an appeal an orange. The juice made it slippery. And one of our opponents is 13 years old. I think it evens out. Oh, he's right. I mostly chose Clover because I knew Boris here is in even worse shape than you. You ought to show some respect to your elders. You ought to shut your mouth! I think you're just afraid of losing, Iyer. No, I'm not. Or too. I'll wipe the floor with you. Oh, calm down, Grandpa. You might slip a disc. Oh, <laughs> you're laughing now. But let's see how funny you find it when I punch your face in, you wee fucking shit. Aizen, come on. Save the aggression for the game. <laughs> you know what? How about we make this interesting? How much do you want to bet you'll be able to beat me? Because I'll bet a thousand crisp Valorian marks of my uncle's money that I can kick your ass from here to Paris. Please don't bet anything, Ison. We still need money for fuel to get home. Oh, calm down, sweetheart. I'm not going to bet the petrol money away, am I? <sighs> Good. So you're not completely stupid. I'm betting the kingmaker. What? Oh, wait, wait what, what did I just say? To... Colette turned to look at Dieter, whose eyes were fixed on Eisen with a steely intensity and a slight purple shine. You little shit! I'm just helping my uncle out with the business. He's very good, isn't he? I knew it. Noted. I knew he'd pull something like this, but you wouldn't listen, would you? Maybe he wants to bury the hatchet, Eisen. We can't afford to be in his bad side, Eisen. All right, all right. Mea culpa. Colette. Remind me to say no the next time this one tries to play the social obligation card, would you? Enough! Ison, just take it back. Say you don't bet the Kingmaker anymore. I absolutely bet the Kingmaker. This is me, eyes and eye, saying no take-backs, cross my heart, hope to die, stick a needle in my eye. What the... Oh, you little shit! Well, the Kingmaker is my brain parasite, and I don't consent to it being bedded. That's a real shame, Miss Geis. Dita, compel her. Yes, Uncle Max. I consent to having the Kingmaker bedded. In fact, I would love to be bet in this game because I think Iyer and Winterlift can go kick rocks. Oh, son of a bitch! How was that? You can tone it down a little, but solid technique. Isn't this, like, really excessive? I mean, don't actually do this, please, but you could just kill me and take the Kingmaker out. I'm just putting contingencies in place to make sure it's an even playing field. And I knew Iyer would be too smart to bet the Kingmaker without a little psychic suggestion. You see, I'm not a monster, Miss Geis. I don't hurt women. Then why go to all this trouble? Because her little brain parasite would be a boon to the continued future of my business. The balance of power is shifting, after all. And if I'm to carve a place in the order, I'll need a bargaining chip. Against who? Something I've learned over the years is that every man can be bought. No matter what his principles are, there's always something you can offer him that he'll consider going against them. Normally, when I want the police off my tail, or I want a politician to vote a certain way, they're easy to bribe. Klaus Holzman, though, he's got enough principles for the entire Republic. Which is troublesome, since I've heard he might be running the place soon. If I want to curry favor with him, I need to give him the only thing he would really want. You, Colette. Holtzman will absolutely kill me if you hand me over, though. You know that, right? Hmm. What he does on his own time is his own business. But that's why I'm giving you a way out. 
You win, you get a grand in advance of your next job. You lose, I get the crystal. No funny business, no cheating. Oh aye, no cheating aye. Letting your nephew literally put words in our mouths isn't cheating. Oh, I couldn't resist giving him a little advantage. It is his birthday, after all. You want him to lose in front of his mother? May the best team win! Go! Colette, it's coming to your corner. You have to make sure you... <laughs> Dodge. I saw you do that, Dieter. I do what? In the history of Valorian sports, the Bolvash game played at Dieter Fellman's birthday party is widely regarded as one of the most pathetically mismatched games ever played, second perhaps only to the humiliating VSR versus USA match in the 1998 FIFA World Cup. As Dieter had intimated, Red Boris was taken to drinking and had been smoking three cigars a day since he was 14. But his poor aerobic skills were balanced out by Dieter's youthful agility and Clover's improbable good luck. He's hit it way too high, it's gonna go out of bounds. Dieter was also not at all above abusing the spell he cast over Aya, Winterlich, and Geis whenever he thought they'd earned too many points in a row. Ow! You're supposed to hit the ball, not me! I'll blame the birthday boy, he made me trip! Hey you! Get some new material, you wee prick! Oh, I didn't do anything! Maybe you're just bad at the game, old man! <laughs> Clover, catch! And four-pointer! Ooh, yes! <sighs> Referee, can we call time out for a second? Ugh, not used to this level of exercise, are we, Winter Lich? <laughs> your death will look like an accident. All right, you have a minute to confer with your teams. Thank you. All right, team, what's our plan of attack? I would just like to take this opportunity to see... I don't care what you promised earlier. There is not an amount of head you could give me that will make this humiliation worth it. Oh, for... You're still on this. I already apologised. Guys, we only have a minute. Focus. Right. I don't think there's any way we can turn the score around without breaking Dieter's compulsion spell first. Eisen, do you know any anti-mentalist countercharms? Nah, not off the top of my head. But here's what I'm thinking. He's young. He doesn't have formal training, so his magic is probably volatile. And Moretz has got him really straining his focus, controlling all three of us at once. Oh, he's close to his limit, I can tell. I smell blood coming from his direction, and I've seen him wiping his nose on his sleeve between hits. That's good, aye. That's very good. That's a very good sign. It'll be easy to break his concentration. What do you propose we do? Ideally, something really loud and really annoying. That'll be right in your wheelhouse, Ison. Aye, aye, that's right. Oi! That's time, gentlemen. Game on. The score is 25 to 14. Boris, go on! Did block higher from the left side? Oh my god, I can see him. I know where to block. Colette! Coming your way! Nope! Smack yourself in the face with a stick. 
Oh, you <laughs> Oh, thanks for the assist, D-Man. Don't call me that ever again. What's the score now? 27-15. And with only a few minutes left, the situation was not looking good. Colette took another swing, which she missed. In the process of doing so, however, she turned around in the direction of the buffet table, where what was left of the animated eagle-shaped cake still stood on display. Loud. Annoying. <gasps> That's it! Hey, Dieter! What? You are getting older, no longer a babe. Don't. Stretching like a string bean, growing towards the grave. But, but do, do not, not fuss, my sweet one. one. You, you must, must never fear. fear. Or you I'm will serious. get a birthday kiss, kiss for each and every year. One kiss, two kiss, kiss three no, kiss, four. So if you are yet older, still there will be kisses more. Five kiss, six kiss, seven kiss, eight. Oh my if God, Clover, shut up! What? Nine kiss, ten kiss, There are many kisses left for you are in good health. Thirteen. Ugh, I wish you were all dead. Oh, don't be such a poor sport, Dieter. It's your birthday. Colette, catch! Half court, two extra points, scores even now. Tell, go long. Thank you. Ah, son of a... Oh, don't have a heart attack. If compulsion doesn't count as cheating, then neither does teleportation. Can I offer you a handkerchief? Your nose is bleeding. Oh, Uncle Max, they broke the spell, they... Oh, they can't do that! It's not fair! Well, maybe if you'd studied a little harder, like I asked, you'd have been able to maintain concentration. Jesus Christ, Max, would you listen to yourself? He's 13 years old. Give him a break. Come here, baby. Mama's got you. It hurts. <laughs> he needs to have a solid foundation before he starts college, Helga. You are pushing him way too hard. Just because you failed the Providence College entrance test doesn't mean you get a free pass to live vicariously through my kid. Tilt your head forward, sweetie. Pinch the bridge of your nose. Mm -hmm. Just like that. There's a good boy. Let's get you inside. Sorry about that, gentlemen. Sisters, am I right? A thousand marks, as agreed upon. That's great, thank you. Listen, Moritz, I think I speak for all three of us when I say, don't call on us again. What are you saying? I'm saying that this was an unforgivable breach of trust, and we are done. Don't call on us again. I see. Is this a unanimous decision? Absolutely. Goes without saying. All right. I'm saddened by your choice, but I respect it. I wish you all the best in your future endeavors. We wish the same to you, and thank you for the invitation. You realize, of course, that this means you and I will be in direct competition with each other. Oh, I thought you liked friendly competition. I just wanted to make sure you knew where you stood. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Miss Geis? 
This was an incredibly pivotal moment in the history of the Kingmaker diamond, and it goes without saying that Eisen had made a risky decision. Not only had they lost their best repeat client, but also the privilege of trading in Hundekopf for the foreseeable future. But in the way that small choices often have a ripple effect on the wider course of history, if Eisen hadn't cut professional ties to Moretz on that day, the fate of the Republic would have turned out much, much differently. Oh. Moretz is a prick, we'll be better off without him. I wasn't going to let him steal you from me that easily. The only people who get to use the Kingmaker for their own selfish ends are the three people in this van. Here, here. What are you eating? I swiped the rest of the cake on the way out. Do you want some? Oh, hell yeah! Aw, oh, come on! Save me some! That's no fair, man, after what I've been through. The Kingmaker Histories is a production of We Are Not Alive. This episode was written and audio engineered by Meg Malloy Tutin, with executive production by Henry Galley. Our music comes courtesy of Vivek Abhishek and Technoax. Our theme was written and performed by Professor Shy Guy, and the birthday song was written by June Eisenhart. This episode featured, in order of appearance, David Alt as the historian, Takai Nazir as Eisen, Misha Bakshi as Nikita, Josh Rubino as Talisfor, Blythe Renee as Colette, Zoe LeFou as Dita, Graham Rowett as Moretz, Mo Rock as Helga, and Alex Bowie as Clover. With additional voices by Addison Peacock, Meg Malloy Tutin, Henry Galley, and Roscoe Brahman. If you'd like to support the show, visit the links in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in two weeks. 